With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the TK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, your host here with my friend and co-host Dale Lolly. Dale, it's Friday of Ravens Week, and that means it's a huge day. And normally it's all – it doesn't matter what records both the teams have, but it's always a big week when it's Ravens Week. But this Ravens Week is the biggest of big – they're the Steelers 6-0, Ravens 5-1. Everyone's doubting who the Steelers are, even though they're undefeated. Huge game coming to, into the, into into this week, Dale. I just think that uh, I, I mean you're you're about to head to Baltimore. Where where do you see this game and the rivalry and how this is how this is right now? I mean, everybody's singing "Kumbaya" right now. Um, it's it's uh, you know people say, "Well, it's Ravens Week." I, I don't see anything different with the Steelers. Now I'm not in the locker room like I normally would be, um, but the, the Steelers have, have largely taken the you know, it's a very, as they have for the last few years, largely complimentary of the Ravens. The Ravens, uh, likewise, largely complimentary of the Steelers. This is not the rivalry that it once once was in terms of the, the overall heat. Um, now, it, it's still obviously important in terms of the, uh, of, of what's at stake. That's never changes. Uh, these are, you know, these two teams are always, uh, you know, fighting for first place or playoff spots or all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 the games against the Browns and the Bengals, I think, for both teams are much more heated these days because both of those teams feel like the little brother trying to, uh, trying to show that they belong in the same conversation when obviously they don't. You're, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how, that, how that relationship builds just between these two organizations um, in, this, in this spot. Dale, looking at the injury report, it seems like we've got good news that, that Mike Hilton's going to be back for the Steelers and everything seems as good to go as we can, as we can expect for the Steelers side. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Ravens have to be a little bit concerned. Uh, Jimmy Smith uh, mispractice again, or mispractice Thursday after being limited on, on Wednesday, he's got, he's dealing with an Achilles uh, tendon injury. And then of course, Mark Ingram uh, also uh, missing practice two days in a row. I don't expect Ingram to play. We'll, we'll find out more. Uh, about Jimmy Smith uh, later on this afternoon if, if he's able to go. Uh, but he's a 32-year-old cornerback, and, and you wonder, um, you know, when you start having a sore Achilles tendon, uh, that can be a precursor to an Achilles tendon tear. And at the beginning of the season, you would have looked at that and said, ah, well, you know, the, the Ravens have good cornerback depth here. They can, they can afford, if, you know, if one of those guys goes down. But at this point, they've only got four cornerbacks on their roster and, and it, because Tavon Young is, is out. Uh, for the season, uh, they got another cornerback with the, with a shoulder injury, and so they don't have the cornerback depth that they started out the season with. That's certainly a concern because that's where the strength has to be for this team because they, they don't have the safeties with with Earl Thomas gone. The middle of their defense is hurting. They're going to need their cornerbacks to help them all across the field. 
Meanwhile, on the other side, Dale, you wrote a piece about Terrell Edmonds for the Steelers and how he's been a tight end eraser. The Steelers, you know, years ago, everyone said, oh, that they can't cover tight ends. That's not the case anymore, and it's thanks to their third-year safety and first-round draft pick. Yeah, and it's not all him, but he's certainly been a big part of it. Uh, you know, his coverage has been great this year. I think he's given up 13 completions on 26 uh, pass attempts. He's already got five uh, pass defenses, which is already his career high uh, through the first six games. I know one of the issues uh, for Terrell in his first two seasons was that he struggled. He would, he would be in perfect position, but he struggled finding the ball when it was in the air. Well, I think he's doing a much better job of that this year. Uh, he doesn't have an interception yet, but if, if you're getting your hands on the ball consistently every game, the interceptions are going, are, uh, going to come at some point. Certainly, and I mean, he had two breakups in this last game, uh, one on a third down, one that saved a touchdown. Uh, Would have had a third, too, if not for the penalty on, the, on Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, the holding penalty in the end zone, because he broke up that pass attempt as well. I completely forgot about that, but yeah, you're right, and I believe that was on a fourth down. So That was a fourth down play, uh, yes. He's been. I think the big thing is that he's a he's a well-sized athlete that has good speed, you know, straightforward speed, but also lateral speed and good change of direction, um, really good burst. And now he knows where he's supposed to be. Now he's figuring out, you know, how to how he fits into this defense. And that's what the Steelers needed at the strong safety position. They needed a guy that could flow around, take away multiple things because you need that guy in today's NFL that can, if you need, if with all the different lineups that teams present, you need a guy that can take away running backs and tight ends. And he's helping do that right now. The Steelers also on top of being very good against tight ends, they've given up the fewest receptions to running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Again, he's been a big part of that as has Vince Williams. I think those two uh, are really kind of the, the unsung heroes uh, of this defense. Everybody's been talking about uh, Tyson Alualu as well, and, and he deserves a, a lot of credit too. But, you know, I, I think if you're looking for the guys who are beyond the, the star players on this roster who are playing well on defense, I think it starts uh, with Terrell Edmonds and uh, Vince Williams. Certainly the guys that are playing off the ball at the, in the box are always helping. And the fact that Terrell Edmonds has been able to help deep on occasion and just at least taking up the right space I think that we've seen a maturation of him that has uh, kind of dispelled what a lot of people have said, that he was a worthless first-round draft pick or a reach of a pick. Um, you know, he isn't the supreme playmaker that Minka Fitzpatrick is, but then again, how many of those type of safeties are there in the NFL? Yeah, just not uh, not that many. And I'll say this as well. I was looking at this. I was kind of surprised that, um, you know, Terrell Edmonds is, is uh, six foot and a half inch tall. He's got 79-inch arms. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, most guys have your arm length is the same length or, you know, within an inch or two of your, of your height. Um, you know, uh, he's 72 and, and a half inches tall, but he's got a 79-inch wingspan. That comes into play, I think, a lot when, in the coverage. And you see those long arms. Uh, are, he's capable of making plays, uh, a lot of plays on the football. Um, he's, he's turning into a pretty good football player. He really is. He's also ranked 10th in passer rating allowed, according to profootballreference.com, uh, among all NFL safeties. He's ranked eighth among all NFL safeties that have seen at least 15 targets because um, some players like Micah Fitzpatrick have only seen 13 this year. So um, really good stuff out, out of him so far. We'll be interested to see how he plays against this game. I, mean, I think he could play a pivotal role in helping contain Lamar Jackson and covering Mark Andrews, who's got five touchdowns for them at the tight end position. So 
huge point there. We'll get into the, that matchup in the next bit. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. It's picks time. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here on the DK Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter, my friend and co-host Dale Lolly. Dale, we gotta talk some picks now. Now you skipped out on picks last week. You acted like you forgot. I know, I know. It's because you were scared that you was gonna go down even further in the picks. But I didn't miss any pick. picks last week. How many <laughs> did you miss? <laughs> I was perfect. I was undefeated last week. You would. I don't think know. so. I think the listeners can go back on that one. Uh, my pick of the week, by the way, was uh, was this the uh, 49ers over New England. Um, New England's trash. Yeah, they're, they're horrible, and it's it's looking even worse because now Julian Edelman is missing, and that's actually where we're starting. They're the one o'clock game. Uh, we'll save the Steelers Ravens game for last. Patriots two and four at Bills five and two. Dale, is this a survivor pick type of game? Like just pick this, mark this down as your uh, as the game that you need uh, for the Bills to not lose. No, I, I think that pick is obviously the uh, Kansas City Chiefs over the Jets, at <laughs> 19 and a half point favorites. But uh, I like the Bills in this game. Yeah, same here. I don't think that needs too much explanation. The Bills got a lot of weapons. The Patriots are just scrambling for 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 answers right now. Another game that could be in that category, but I agree with you, Chiefs and Jets is that game this week, is the Titans at the Bengals. Titans coming off their loss. Bengals 1-5-1. They just traded away Carlos Dunlap. Is there any way you think that the Bengals pile on to the Titans with a surprise win here after they just gave up 37 points to the Browns? I don't think that they win the game, but once again, I think the Bengals lose a close one. They seem to have perfected that pretty well. Hey, when you got Joe Burrow throwing, throwing for big yards, that's cool, but I'm with you. I don't think that they have a chance of stopping Derrick Henry. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to throw some, throw some big points on them. They may put up some points on this Titans defense because we've seen that they can be kind of leaky this year. But I'm with you. Titans win this one on the road. Now, here's an interesting matchup from two teams that I really don't believe in but also can't figure out entirely. Three and three Raiders at the five and two Browns. Browns, of course, coming off that clutch win against the Bengals, and they needed that win to stop, to stop from going onto a skid after the way they were demolished by the Steelers. The Raiders have been up and down. They lose games that you're like, what? But then they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Saints. I don't know how to gauge this, this team, but I think I'm going to go with the Raiders on the road in Cleveland just because I don't believe – I still don't believe in the Browns. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Browns playing without Nick Chubb in their first full game without Odell Beckham. Uh, this game has serious playoff implications in the AFC. And, you know, when, when you look at it uh, – uh, how can you pick the Browns with the, with a playoff potential playoff spot on the line? It's not really on the line this week, but certainly we give the Raiders a tiebreaker over them. Uh, I'm going to go, though, with the home team. I think the Browns pull this one out. 
All right, we have a split there. Dale taking the Browns. I'm taking the Raiders. Moving right along to another two, two, two pair of teams that we can't really figure out. The Colts, 4-2 and two at the Lions, 3-3. Three and three. Lions have been a surprise a, a, a couple times this season, but the Colts, they have that defense of theirs. They've been really tough this year. I'm going with the Colts on the road again. I'm going. I'm, I'm sticking with them, but I think the Lions do stand a chance to surprise the Colts in this game, just because I still think Matt Stafford can get get some get some get some of his juice on, and uh, they seem to be working in their running backs a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the Colts in this one as well. I, I mean, I can't pick the Lions. It's <laughs> the Lions. You the picked Lions. the Lions the other week, like two weeks ago. Yeah, but they were playing the Falcons. Yeah, we both thought that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vikings at the Packers. This is another one. I'm just going with the Packers. I'm not even thinking about the Vikings in this one. Yeah, the Packers should win this going just running away from them. I think uh, Minnesota has three other top four cornerbacks out. You're right. Yeah, this this just, just looks like a slaughter. And speaking of slaughters, uh, we already briefly mentioned this. Let's just give a big laugh on three at the Jets and Chiefs game. One, two, three. <laughs> Dale, you're not laughing. <laughs> Come on, laugh with me. <laughs> There's nothing funny about this game. It's going to be utter destruction. Utter destruction. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's going to run for 250 yards. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. I just, I just want all the points. All the points. 250 yards on two carries. You said the uh, spread is 19 and a half points. Yes. That's too low. <laughs> So we're both thinking the Chiefs. Anyways, moving along, this is an interesting matchup. You've got the five and two Rams at the three and three Dolphins in Tua Tagovailoa's first NFL start. That Rams defense was just crushing the Bears on Monday Night Football. That seemed like a tall task to put a rookie in front of. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Rams here. I, I think that uh, Aaron Donald uh, is going to introduce himself several times to a uh, young Mister uh, Tua. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I think Tua can be good in this league. I just think this is the wrong time to be bringing him out. I'm like, you're bringing him up against that defense? Okay, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with the Rams. Sure, they're going from west coast to east, but I just see that as a big problem for them. Now for an NFC West showdown, we're in our 4 o'clock games here. Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers 2-4 and four at Broncos 2-4. and four. I'm going with the Chargers. I like me some Justin Herbert. I like the way that he's playing, and I just don't know what the heck's going on with Drew Locke and that Broncos offense. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers in this one as well. They've uh, very much like the Lions find ways to lose games in new and interesting ways, but uh, Denver's just uh, isn't going to have enough to get the the job done in this one. This is the Melvin Gordon revenge game. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. This is the Melvin Gordon revenge game, but he's not going to get revenge here because the Broncos are horrible. Not that the Chargers are really any good, but I I see a team that can put up a lot of points with Herbert against a team that – I don't know what the heck they can do with that, with that Broncos offense. Moving on to the rest of the 4 o'clock games. Um, two interesting games here. First, the Saints at the Bears. Saints, I think, are the better team here, but the Bears are 5-2. and two, The Saints are 4-2. and two. Saints are on the road, but I think they get on track and they get their fifth win here. But what say you? Yeah, I, I think the Saints win this. And, boy, I'd hate to be the guy that traded Michael Thomas and Drew Brees this week. Whoa, I, can't, I mean, I can't believe – who would do a thing like that? I have no idea what you're talking for, about. For a couple of waiver wire pickups, I, I, I don't know who would do a move like that. Um, you have any ideas, Chris? No, I don't. But I, I do think that person might if – they, if, if they got Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, uh, James Robinson, who's the second best running back in PPR leagues, I, I think the 
shit that person could possibly manage to get that out of person's, That person is one in six and <laughs> sat on Michael Thomas for six weeks and then traded him the week he's going to come back. That's bad foot fantasy football management. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that that person just sounds like they've been having a rough year. They might have been drinking early in the morning. It's very possible. What? Who drinking? I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on to this NFC West showdown. Uh, we got the Niners at the Seahawks. Niners, who's been a little surprising, sticking at four and three despite all their injuries at the Seahawks five and one. Um, I think this is interesting, Dale. I think the Niners are th- showing some spunk sticking in there. And I know that the Seahawks have no defense, but I can't bet against Russell Wilson when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the other side of the field. I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the upset pick here. I'm taking the 49ers. That Seattle backfield's all beat up. Uh, they don't even—they have no idea who's going to start, who's going to be available. All four of their running backs on the injury report. Uh, they want to run the football typically at least a little bit this year, and they're not going to be able to do it. And I also think that the Niners will have success moving the ball. That that Seattle defense is atrocious. They are pretty bad. So we split there. I believe our only splits right now are you have the Browns and I have the Raiders, and then you have the Niners and I have the Seahawks. Moving into NFC East game here, Sunday night football, typically this would be huge, but it's the two and five Cowboys at the two, four and one Eagles. I'm just going with the Eagles. There's no reason to believe the Cowboys are going to win a game. This, this is a survivor pull pick. Dang. Uh, this, this is going to be awful. Um, the Eagles are the division leaders right now. Uh, the Cowboys are not going to have Andy Dalton here. Uh, this is going to be ugly. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and that crew feast on the Cowboys. Uh, and uh, it's going to be rough for, I think, uh, Danucci, whoever the guy is, the quarterback. And Danucci, Pine Richland zone. Pine Richland zone. Well, unfortunately, Pine Richland, I think your guy's in for a long Sunday night. But, hey, at least he's getting some PT in the NFL. A lot of uh, – that's a huge achievement in and of itself. Moving along to another potential survivor pool pick, pick here – Buccaneers at Giants. I mean, come on, Dale. It's Tom Brady, Daniel Jones. I'm just laughing at this at this pick here. Yeah, this one's going to be ugly as well, especially with the uh, the Giants' offensive line dealing with COVID issues. Yeesh. Not the week to be doing that. No, the Buccaneers' defense is tough. Oh, by the way, this is the second game second game in the last three weeks in which the Buccaneers' opponent has had their offensive line not practicing because of COVID issues. Is Brady actually the mastermind behind all the uh, the Patriots cheating all these years? Dale, are you saying that Tom Brady is finding a way to infect offense, opponents' offensive lines? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I, wow, wow, wow. Breaking right there. Breaking. We have a source here from Dale Lolly. Tom Brady is infecting other teams' offensive lines with COVID to make it so that they can't win. I mean, the he's right. twelve method. <laughs> Studying them all this, some, some, you know, just uh, tainted ice cream before the uh, before they play those teams, and we know offensive linemen can't say no to ice cream. <laughs> he just keeps poisoning the ice cream with COVID so that they can, so that they can miss the game. He just keeps licking the lid on them and then putting them in there. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Okay, okay. All right, we got to get serious because here's the game of the week, not just for Steelers fans, but for the whole country. Steelers 6-0 at Ravens 5-1. Dale, don't just give us your score prediction. What's your biggest matchup that leads to the result that you're picking and then give your score prediction? Well, I I mean, the biggest matchup to me or the biggest factor in this game is the fact that the Ravens 
are coming off their bye week. Um, I expect them to have uh, figured out some of their issues with their passing game. The downfield passing game has been non-existent. Uh, and Lamar, Lamar Jackson has not been running nearly as much this year uh, because of a knee issue. I, I would think that that got a little bit better uh, during the bye week. Uh, this is a tough spot for the Steelers. who will be playing their third, uh, as Mike Tomlin said, the game of the week for the third straight week. Um, you know, and it's in Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens in this game, uh, 26-24. All right. Dale takes the Ravens. That's an interesting pick there. They are coming off the bye week. And this isn't a tough situation for the Steelers. But I'm going with the Steelers here, man. I think that uh, – Well, of course you are. You're going to pick them 16 times this year. No, 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 no. I picked them to lose five or six times last year. Calm down. Um, but the thing is with, with this game is that they may be coming off the bye, but I'm not sold on the Ravens' consistency on defense. Yes, they might be, they might be fresher this week. And, yes, they have Yannick Ngakwe and Calais Campbell up front. But not having Jimmy Smith, if they don't have Jimmy Smith, could be a problem. Even with Jimmy Smith, I see that the Steelers can attack the middle of this defense really well. And I'm not all that sold that Lamar Jackson is going to figure out the deep passing game uh, down the sidelines this week. I think that that's a chance for the Steelers to really pick on him a little bit. I, still, I, I agree it's going to be a close game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 31 to 27 Steelers. Yeah, but you're the guy who traded Michael Thomas for a, a, a bag of well, donuts. Hey, hey, the week hey, he's we coming back. The anonymous. week he's coming back. You held on to him throughout your one and six start. Whoa, whoa, and then whoa, you trade whoa. Michael Thomas, Damn. your first round draft pick, for a bag of donuts. The week he's coming back. That's fantasy football mismanagement 101. I mean, hey, hey, hey. I sat on him for weeks. You know how many times I heard the report? He might play this week. He might play this week. He might play this week. And then I got, oh, I can get a much better quarterback. And and I can get the number two running back in fantasy football. You know what? I'll take. Yeah. I'll take. I'm gonna. I'll bet you money right now. James Robinson does not finish the season as the number two fantasy running back. He might not finish number two, but if he finishes <laughs> number four, or five, or six, that's still a win. It's not. You got snookered in minutes. I, I, I got. He said I got snookered. I got Patrick Mahomes, man. You can you tell. You got snookered. No, I don't even know what that means. And. <laughs> Anyway, if, if you look around the room and you don't see the, uh, you don't see the pigeon sitting at the table, you're the pigeon, and Chris. Hey, listen. Okay, first of all, if you want to talk, first of all, you're the pigeon. You're paraphrasing rounders there. Now you're the pigeon, pal. Sit down with me at a poker table, and then that's a whole. That's, that's my that's my game. I, I've ripped off people in Vegas for for hundreds of dollars in that game. So so hundreds see, of dollars. Woo-hoo. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. I was in college. What, what do you think I was coming with? Like big bills? Come on now. Come on. Anyways, Dale. Thanks as always. A lot of fun doing the show with you. We're gonna take one more quick break. When we come back, it's showtime. We'll get into that right after this. everybody it's the showtime segment here on the dk steelers podcast as always your host chris carter here i'm going to give you my three game ball predictions for who will be the top steelers performance in the performances in this upcoming game and then finally give you some last minute fantasy advice for the weekend regardless of regardless of, of how dale talks about it 
Um, I'm pretty good at fantasy. I just had my entire team wrecked with injuries in this league, and I'm desperate at this point. But I'm 5-2 and two in three other leagues, so he can get the heck up out of here with that nonsense. He's just mad that I traded I traded a couple playmakers to one of his next opponents. Anyways, first off, game balls. Predictions here, I got to go with some guys that I think are going to be huge for this matchup. Number one in my eyes is Terrell Edmonds. I really think Edmonds can get going for this Steelers team. I think that they could be, I think that he could bring a lot of pain uh, to the to the Ravens for what they like to do in the middle of the field. He's going to help against Lamar Jackson and, and helping come up underneath. I think the Steelers use a lot of cover run cover one robber. To face the to face up against Lamar Jackson, a lot of man def, a lot of man defenses with uh with two guys playing zone in the middle of the field. They want everyone watching the line. They want everyone kind of playing up. I think that that's where you see um, I think that's where you see the Steelers do their best. And of course, Terrell Edmonds lining up against Mark Andrews. That's going to be a key matchup for how this game plays out. Um, I really, I really like how how the Steelers uh, have shown that they could they could play against athletic quarterbacks in the past, especially with this group that they have right now. So I'm interested to see um, as far as where how how that'll play out for them in this game. Um, but moving right along, got to consider other top matchups here um, in in this game. I'm looking at teams and where the Steelers could hurt hurt the Ravens. And my second game ball that I predicted, I'm predicting, I'm predicting James Conner here, because the Ravens they're giving up over 100 yards of off uh, of rushing offense per game. They're giving up 109 average per game on the ground. This could be a source to attack the Ravens on the ground, take take time off the ball, and then again when you're taking time off the clock and you're building a lead, if they build a lead early on. This could really put pressure on Lamar Jackson to have to succeed all throughout this game, and when that happens, then you'll see you'll see them have to target outside the numbers, and maybe you'll get some shakier throws from Lamar Jackson's. I think that that's that's the Steelers' best bet here. So I'm I'm predicting a big game for James Conner in this one. Uh, we didn't get to see it last year because again, every team is teeing off on the running game. That's not going to happen this time around. The Ravens know that they that they they got to stop the Steelers' passing game and. If Jimmy Smith is indeed hurt and he's out, there's going to be even more pressure on the uh, on the Ravens to have to step up in in this game. So uh, in the pass defense, so um, that that that's my other that's my other game ball there. Um, I look at this game also as another way for the Steelers to get out in front of these guys and the Ravens. They're also giving up 230 yards in in the air uh, per game. That's actually less than what the Steelers are doing, or that's actually uh, worse than what the Steelers are doing. They're giving up more yards. Um, uh, but then, you know, cause the Steelers have, are giving up 217.5 yards per game through the air. Um, so I'm, I'm also going to point at Deontay Johnson because I think that this, that the Ravens try to prioritize taking away Claypool. I think they try to prioritize taking away Juju and Deontay Johnson is the guy that kind of frees up and is able to make some of those plays. If you guys remember back in the late 2000s, who was the Ravens killer? It was Santonio Holmes. It was the slasher, the guy that always gave him problems. Antonio Brown gave the gave the Ravens problems too. I think that the style that Deontay Johnson plays is the nightmare for the Ravens in this game. So there, there you have my three game balls on, on defense. I've got Terrell Edmonds on offense. I've got James Conner and Deontay Johnson. I think they get the job done for the Steelers on offense. Now for some last minute fantasy hits here. I got to go look at uh, some sneaky plays here. 
Give a look to see Jimmy Garoppolo against that Seahawks defense. I'm picking the Seahawks to win this game, but I can see this game becoming a shootout. And if it does, Garoppolo could pass the ball a little bit and get you some good points this, this week. If he's on your bench or he's a free agent and you're not confident in your quarterback situation going into this week, he might be a sneaky play to go to go with in, in, in this in this game. I really think that there's a there's a good chance that, that we see that there. I'd stay away though from Drew Locke. I know the Chargers are one of the worst um, quarter uh, quarter uh, defenses against quarterbacks in fantasy football, but still, I see this as a, as a problem uh, for Drew Locke. He hasn't figured things out yet as far as um, as far as like you know what his continuity is and where he can he or where you can rely on him to uh, to show up and who he can rely on in his own offense. Uh, one guy that I think that you should definitely keep get back on is Jonu Smith. You know, I, I the Steelers shut him down last week, and that's more of a testament of to what they've been able to do to the tight end position all year. But they shut up. They, they, he's going against the Bengals. The Bengals are the second worst fantasy football team against tight ends this year. I see that as a chance for Johnny Smith to get back on and get his numbers his, his numbers up. I'd also take a look at Jimmy Graham because the Bears offense has stunk. But the Saints' defense has been giving up good points to tight ends this season. I can really see that as a chance for uh, for Nick Foles or or Mitch Trubisky, whoever ends up being the quarterback in that situation, getting a, getting a shot there. As for the running back position, there's a few matchups this week that I think could be could, that could be very favorable favorable to people. Um, I I look at. Uh, this Packers game, you know, you know that Dalvin Cook is there, but look out for Dalvin Cook's uh, injury situation. If he gets injured again, Madison could come in there. If you're in one of those deep sixteen team leagues, that could be that could be a rough spot to have. Um, that that could be a rough spot, and maybe you sneak some point with getting Madison, the Vikings backup in in that in that situation. Another group, another guy, I'm definitely putting in Jonathan Taylor. He's going up against the Lions. They're giving up twenty over twenty five points per game to running backs. I think that that's an easy money. Um, I'd keep an eye on Boston Scott for the Eagles. The the, the they're up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been shredded by running backs. Um, so that that's absolutely a start there. Um, also, I would. This is a this is a tough gamble, but I'd look at that Rams game. I'd look for where where I could where who you know who I got available is Daryl Henderson there is Malcolm Brown there, but I would consider starting them against the the Dolphins because the Dolphins are coming out. The Dolphins are I think they're like the eighth worst defense at stopping running backs in fantasy football. So I'm looking at that and I'm seeing a chance for um you know for 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 one of their running backs to break out in this game. The problem is the Rams they 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 go around so much. With with the with the ball in in their backfield, it's tough to predict week to week who's going to be the guy for sure. Now, of course, going going into this going into this week, you always you also got to look at some receivers. Um, that Browns team, I would give Nelson Aguilar a look this week, man. The the Raiders, he connected he connected for a touchdown last week. I think that he's starting to show that show Derek Carr that he can be the guy if necessary. And um, I look at this and I see, man, the Browns are third again. They're, they're the third worst team at covering uh, receivers in, in in fantasy football. I'd go with that. Go with that as well. Anytime you go up against the Cowboys, you got to start somebody. Check on your tra- your Travis Fulgham's. He's not on a roster. Pick him up. He's. I think he could be worth some worth something there. Um, also, you know, I was talking about the Titans earlier. Keep a look at T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They they could have big weeks against the Titans. The Titans have not been good at stopping receivers in fantasy this year. Um, I think that that could be a source 
of uh, of of, of uh, you know a sneaky pick for you in fantasy. Those are your fantasy picks and those are your game balls here on the Showtime segment on the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to the DK Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcast are hosted. Leave us a five star review as well as a positive comment. We love it when you guys do. We love what you. We love what we're doing at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and we love it when we hear back from you guys about what we're doing at DKPittsburghSports.com. Check us out. Pitt's got a bye week, so I'm not going to be doing that, but I've got Pat Narduzzi talking later today, so I'll have an article up about that. And then, of course, we'll be getting you ready. We'll be doing some recap of the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game at, on uh, getting that for you guys on Monday morning right after the game. From Chris Carter here at the DK Podca- Steelers Podcast, thanks for listening. Back in your ears after the weekend.